It's only I think it's only names with um, that have a second letter as an R that you can do it with. Brian. Yeah. Garant. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it what with them else? all. I don't know if you can think of any other ones. I know. <laughs> I can't. Come here, Brian. When I'm spending time with you, I just sort of turn into a, a cheap Dorothy Paul. Good. Good. That's what we want. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Brian. Brian. <laughs> oh, dear. Listen. I know lots of people now that just do listen as a, as listen. a standalone and then answer. To I like. do it all the time and then just don't say it. No, oh, listen. Listen. That's all you need, isn't it? Look. You can that works as well. <laughs> Look. Look, just a hand in there. Uh-huh. Listen, and a wee finger pointing. Listen, <laughs> I did panto with a girl Olivia, and she was like, she would just go, listen, and people would go, what? And I would say, no, that's enough. And you, and you get the room, you hold the room, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. Love it. <laughs> so, episode three hundred. I thought that maybe we would kind of co-host. Oh dear. Oh dear. I know. I just thought we'd change it up a bit. See what happens. It's nice. I like it. I'm into it. You're into it. I'm into it. I'm here. You've got your specs on. They're kind of. They're, you've got like. They've gone cloudy at the top. It's because we've been laughing before we started recording, and I actually didn't know we'd started recording because you did that old trick. That old classic. That old one. And uh, and I'm sweating a wee bit because I've been laughing. Oh, so it's just the, the forehead sweat. Yeah. It's there. real glamorous stuff. It really is showbiz. The forehead sweat. <laughs> <laughs> the roar of the grease paint. The smell of the crowd. <laughs> The sweat on the forehead. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yes, I thought it would be cool to... I mean, how many times have I done this story where I tell about how the podcast started? We've done that. Done it. Everyone knows that story. I'm bored of it, Brian. You're sick of it. But you listen to every episode. <laughs> You're a weirdo. I thought it'd be cool to sort of just remember some of the wee, you know, things that have stuck in our memories from guests that we've had. Yeah. And it would just propel us to chat about stuff a we look back i look back a retrospective that's a big word 300 episodes eh i don't sometimes i think how how have i done that it's a lot do you know what i mean uh-huh. not like not like check me but just like no, I, no, I can't yeah. quite get my head around it because most weeks i go oh, i don't know if i'll manage it this week and every week and i do. somehow do, i mean last week or the week before it didn't come out to the friday it's supposed to come out on a wednesday on a wednesday yeah but all within the week. Within the week, yeah, yeah. Um, except when we've had a decided, you know, break like Christmas, we had a wee, maybe yeah. two weeks. Hiatus. And then during the pandemic, after I ran out of people who had microphones and things to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one had, was doing it. There was nothing happening. Then a wee gap, but apart from that, we've kept going. And then sometimes if it is a little bit later, it's mm. not always our fault. That's not that it's Andy's fault, but it's no, just but like some things don't yeah. align. align or yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. It's all good. Life happens. Life happens. I think you could be a bit louder. Really? Maybe a bit. Just, <clears throat> you could be a bit closer, actually. Come a little bit closer. Yeah, there you go. Um, I. How are you anyway? I am well, thank you. Good. I've, <laughs> I've not been sleeping much, so no, neither. Can I, I feel like I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk a lot of rubbish today. Well, the thing is. This is the thing, right? Most people who come on this show say that. Not that they've not been sleeping, but just, oh, I'll talk rubbish. Oh, I'll say rubbish. And as soon as you finish recording, they go, oh, I'm so sorry for going on. <laughs> and I'm like, it's great. The That's less I talk, here. the better. And then also when I ask them to be on it, they say, well, I mean, if you want my shite party, you can have it. Aye. So or much I've... for confident actors. And, you know, <laughs> it's a modesty thing, though, isn't it? Everyone goes, oh, you must be scraping the barrel with me. <laughs> it's got a lot of that. I think in the beginning it was like, People didn't know what it was. So mm-hmm. we're like, ah, sure, I'll do what, what does he want me to do? Yeah. And then after a wee while, it was like, oh, yeah, of course. And then it was, oh, you don't want me. Yeah. And then now we've got to a point where, particularly with younger guests, they're sort of honoured a wee bit because it's been going yeah. for a wee while. Yeah. So they know what it is. At the beginning, and I was just going listening. to my pals, like, would you mind? <laughs> yeah. I know this is a pain in the arse, right? But. And I don't know what it's called and I don't know what it's going to be like, but please, would you? If you come round to mine for a few hours. I'll ask you some questions. And Trust then... me, I'll make something of it. <laughs> I can edit like the wind. <laughs> I used to edit a lot. Really? Like I, I remember reordering the conversation with, really? with an early guest. Like actually taking a bit and going, that would be better if that was early on. Oh, wow, madness! Really? Yeah. Like, there's just no need for it. Just 
switching up the flow. Yeah, trying to trying to create flow that wasn't yeah. already existing. Just like let the flow be what it is. Just and let would, it flow. Exactly. And I would get get the episode kind of edited. Then I would listen to it and go out walking as if I was oh, wow. a listener and see how it felt. And I would take notes and go oh back and gosh. edit it again. <laughs> I quickly realised I don't have time for this. I kind of keep this up. Indeed, that's a lot. So um, now it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Less of that. Carry on. Less of that. Right, let me throw a name at you. Oh, actually, I don't have a. I don't have it open. What I need is the list of guests in front of me. I've. I mean, I've got. Have, have we explained right. what we're doing? Well, no. I was going. Right, I suppose I should. You explain. And so, I'll get my list. Brian and I both have a list of everyone that's been on the podcast, and we're each going to give each other a name, and then that person has to respond with an anecdote or a little story or even a fact or just something about that guest. Is that right? Yeah, I love that, yeah. And we'll see what happens. <clears throat> right, let me just... I'm going to go... To start, I'm going to go quite early. Oh, why am I starting? All right, you just go on. Oh, really? Go okay. on. I don't mind. Uh, right, my first one, I'm going to give you Gavin John Wright. Oh, that's good. Gavin is... God, I think I've got so much respect for Gavin. He's such a terrific actor. And I kind of... He's a he's very like me in a lot of ways. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> no, some other ways. Yeah. No, he's he's um, you know, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a warrior, like me, and he wants to he wants everyone to be happy and everything to be okay, and um, you know, he can sort of apologise for himself and, and yeah, and I kind of I wish he wouldn't because I just think he's he's got nothing to apologise yeah. for but I loved talking to him and I think one of the things that I get on this show is either I get to encounter someone's experience that's very different from mine or I get to recognise myself in a person yeah and talking to Gavin nice. I was like I know I think I know how you feel yeah when I you see go through you. the world yeah yeah and I see myself in you yeah and I always remember that and I think I've never worked with Gav so like when I see him like many people now, when I see them, I have that connection with them because we've had this yeah. conversation. We'll always have that. That's sweet. Because um, in the beginning, it was people that I knew that I'd worked with, that I knew well. Yeah. So there was not false, but there's a kind of a some of it's a wee bit contrived because you're I'm sitting with Tom Yuri, who's like one of my best mates, and I'm going. So, <laughs> so tell me about you know how yeah. did you get started? Yeah. And some of the answers I might know, and some might, I might not, but. Um, it does feel maybe a wee bit contrived yeah, for us. But it's for the wider audience. Exactly. Like this, me and you doing this, we have to, there's an element of us going, right, this is what we're going to do. Here's yeah. the plan and all that. But with Gav, I didn't know him before that. I'd seen him and stuff. thought he was amazing. Yeah. So now whenever I see him, I kind of, you know, we have that. And what I love also is that he is a big fan of the show now. Oh, and fab. he listens all the time. And he always sends me wee messages. Oh, that's good. He chips in sometimes when he can, you know, and yeah. like supports the show, and yeah, that's cool. I love. That. I actually, he's at, at when I was training my uh, friend Rachel, he's cousins with, so he came oh. to see my final year show, which I was horrific in. Like I actually was, it was Dracula, Dracula. and I was Van Helsing, and I hated the show. <laughs> I don't mind telling you that I couldn't stand it. And uh, where was that on it? It was on it, the Brian Cox Studio Theatre at SYT. Oh, that's where I saw your other show that you yes. did yes well this because i went back to train so that was the first oh, time i was way back yeah okay way back back mm, late back, back, in the days. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then and then i met him a few weeks ago uh, he brought his wee girl to see panto so that was nice oh, i felt like oh nice. thank gosh he didn't see me in blooming dracula again that wasn't <laughs> so, the end of it but yeah but no he seems he seems lovely okay how about this uh gabriel quigley Oh, she's fab. I love Gabe. She's hysterical. Yeah. I actually, during lockdown, I did some, I hosted some Q&As with the Citizens Theatre and she was one of our guests. Oh, right. A lot like what you do here. Oh, the uh, kind of Zoom ones? Yeah. Yeah, I remember those, yeah. And uh, and Gabe came on and she was just telling us all her stories about working with John Tiffany and like sort of growing up with, not growing up, but studying with them and then yeah, um, yeah. going on to work and, and then talking about the Karen Dunbar show and... Uh, and was she in the fat? Uh, I don't know if she was... I don't think she was. Oh, I wouldn't be too sure. Yeah. But she's got that thing of being hilarious, but also a really good yeah. dramatic actor. Yeah. You know, she can do both, well, for sure. And then, I think it was right after the lockdown, I saw her in, what was that one at the Beacon with Hannah Donaldson? 
Oh yeah, I saw it in Perth. Um, the enemy. The enemy. Kieran Hurley's yeah. translation or reworking yeah. of the enemy. She was yeah, yeah. excellent in that. Brilliant. I thought she was amazing in that. Yeah, yeah and so was Hannah. Was yeah, cool. yeah. Um, this is just a wee loving, isn't it? I know. They're great. Oh, they're I great love them, well. and also they were really good in this. <laughs> I've worked a lot with her partner Stephen, and uh, he's very funny. He he works with or used to work with Toonspeak a lot. Oh, okay. And we used to do stuff together, and he would he would make his instant coffee. And then he would put it in the microwave. He would make the put the milk and the coffee and the sugar together. Put that in the microwave and then put the water on top. So not he'd heat it up after he'd made it. No, he would heat the milk first. Okay. With the sugar and the coffee in it. Right. And then he would add hot water, and he called it a kunsol latte. <laughs> <laughs> and he would say, "Do you want a kunsol latte?" And he'd come in with this cup that was bubbling over. And just <laughs> it. I'm like, "No, I'll be alright. Cheers. I'll just have a cup of tea." Sometimes. I make a hot chocolate and I'll put the milk in the microwave first ah, yes. and then put the the chocolate powder in it mm. and then I use my little, what's that called, a wee... A wee oh, the wee milk frother? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my housemate's got a big fancy machine but I don't know how to touch it and I'm not a big coffee person so I stick to my wee one pound Ikea frother <laughs> and that does me... That does me fine, that son. That does me, but... <laughs> where I was going with that is and then sometimes because it takes me like three minutes to froth it up and like get all my stuff in, into it Cold. and like yeah then I need to put it back yeah, in the yeah, microwave yeah. that's the thing with the hot chocolate you know it's so, so much messing about I feel so like so much but then always worth it I think I think if I was going to get a hot chocolate I would get it from a place I would never oh, well. make I remember trying to make it at home and it all flopping all over the microwave and all about the place uh, and all, oh, I can't well, you need to come to mine I, I will I take six minutes to make one but It'll be nice. Maybe not twelve to make two though. If you're in the process. If I'm in the, I'd say a solid ten. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can do that. I'll, I'll text Good. you when I'm around the corner. You can start. Good. Right. Who's next? Uh, who's <laughs> next? <clears throat> uh, oh, it feels. I'm just choosing these completely by random. Oh, feel, so I many. feel a bit um, so very sporadic. Uh, Neshla Kaplan. Oh, um, this is good. Nestle and I did an episode long before that. Really? And it's the only time that I've ever listened to a guest when they said, please don't put that out. <gasps> no. And I don't, I, I'm not, I've got nothing bad to say about it because I don't remember anything that was particularly wrong with it. But Nestle was, it was just, it wasn't her day or something was happening. And we listened, we didn't listen back to it. But at the end of it, she went, do you know what? I'm really not happy with that. And I've, most people ha used to say that less and less now because mm -hmm. I think they they know that there's a system and they kind of trust me a wee bit. But early days, they would kind of go, "Can I listen back to that? And can you cut this bit? And can you cut that bit?" Oh, wow! I used to get a lot of that. And so would, no wonder you were walking about the park. I was going listening crazy. and yeah, editing yeah. and going back. So I would I would cut bits if they really asked, or yeah. sometimes people would do the sort of you know throat cutting mime oh, wow. as we were talking, and I would cut bits out, and I still do. But on that particular day, Nestle really. She looked she, the way she told me. She, I, I knew that she meant it. She was yeah. like, "Nah, I'm really not happy with that." And I thought, "Well, I'm not. What, who yeah, am I?" Do and you that's know what I mean? all right. So we shelved it, and I've still got it in the archive somewhere. One day, I'm sure I'll listen to it. Maybe I'll One send day. it to her or Driver something. Driver with something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then it was a long time before we ended up doing another episode. So it was way back that we did it like in the very very early days so the one that's on that we've got is actually a second is the second go well there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. and there were a few of those through the through the years we oh, may really? come to them yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay okay i'm going to go more recent for you now oh and i'm going to say andy manning andy manning yeah they're so cool i met them at nts when we were working on um, oh that's right on your show that's when we and, got it all sorted. Oh that's yeah, of course. Podcast, yeah. And uh, yeah, fab. Uh, I think we'd actually spoken on Instagram very briefly. Mm -hmm. I don't even know about what. Just one of the, you know when you just follow other artsy right, people. Right, yeah. um, and then they were working on Andy's Andy McGregor's show. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, fab human. Yeah, yeah. totally. And I, for me, like the when you get to have a conversation like I said before, which is out of my experience. Yeah. Uh, and my eyes are opened to a whole world of stuff that I didn't know enough about. Yeah. Uh, and you come away from that conversation feeling inspired and like, oh, that there's there's so much more than I realised. Yeah. Or, or I forgot almost how much there was or how wide it all was. Yeah. 
uh, I found it really inspirational and, I, and it was one of those ones where I got to the end of it and I thought I'm dead lucky to get to do this yeah I get to you know have the and then I get to you know put it up and other people get to enjoy it yeah and I also feel like without sounding too cheesy they'd had such a journey like just like physically and mm-hmm. just as a human yeah um personally and professionally yeah all their huge yeah and and yeah like you say just to listen to all that was, was pretty cool yeah and it makes you i think you get perspective don't you listen to other people's yeah. stories like i like when i my experience chimes with it and i think i'm sure other people get that and they go oh yeah that's me too or i feel that yeah but to hear something that's out with your experience that makes you open your eyes to a wider world is magic magic that's why we love stories that's why we love listening to conversations yeah Right, over to you, dear. Beautiful stuff. Magical. You've not <coughs> eaten your cream egg, I see. You're not, not going to do it now, are you? I'm not going to eat because I remembered Katie Barnett ate a cream egg once at the top of the show. <laughs> did we keep it in? You we did keep it in. You it well, you, I think you kind of stalled and you did the intro whilst Katie sat here. Oh, that's right, because she came round and I think... What happens is if someone comes round on the day that the thing's due to go out, sometimes, if I know them well, I'll just say, you sit there and I'll just do... Let's do the whole thing the, in one yeah. take. Rather than do the the interview and then do the send intro. them away and then do it all separately. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So that gave her a chance to eat her cream egg. That's glorious. And then she was complaining about the the milk fat sitting at the top of her cords. Well, sorry, love. And I know. What can I do? That's what happens, Katie. <laughs> and <laughs> you of all people should know that. <laughs> and uh, so that's why I've not eaten my cream egg. Okay, However, I do keep coughing because there's something going on. There's a frog in my throat. Well, perhaps you should shut up and give the frog a chance. <laughs> you gave me that look there as if to say, "Go on, take it." Finish it off. I remember my gran used to uh, say cough a lot and she would say, oh, I've got guitar. And I didn't know. I was like, so wee that I thought she had a tiny guitar <gasps> no. in her throat. And I was like, no wonder she's coughing. Oh, bless you. Yeah. I was like, what? And I, I thought, you never see it though. That's. She's never managed to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> she can't play the guitar no, though, it's so it's very odd. Yeah, it's in there with the frog. <laughs> Shut up and give the guitar <laughs> a chance. <laughs> Maybe the frog plays it. <laughs> Oh, very good. Uh, is it my turn to it's you, it's say you. a name? Uh, okay. I'm, oh, I'm trying to be dead random about this selection. Right. Um, Joanne McGuinness. That's so funny because I looked at that name and I thought, I'm going to say that. And I thought, no, because I've got something to say about Joanne McGuinness. Oh. Which always comes into my head when I think, of, like when I see her, I think of the episode. And it is that she eats... Uh, she likes raw onion. Oh, she oh, and she eats like sandwiches with raw onion in it. She's been to too many Peter Power gigs. <laughs> just eat an apple. Just get back to back to normal. You're in the room. Eat the apple. <laughs> yeah, she. I remember. Um, I went to pick her up from the station the day we did the podcast, and then she told me <laughs> that she'd been eating, or that day, or maybe she was just telling me a story about. Standing in the queue to go into a club, I think. And, and she was eating an onion. Not an onion, but a sandwich with raw onion oh. in it. I don't know. I can't remember the story, but I just always think of that. Right, so when you hear Joanne McGuinness... I think of raw onions. You onions. think raw onions. That's terrible. But I think Joanne's patter is just so top-notch. Um, yeah. I saw her in... I saw her in... What was that thing that was at the National... Uh, Jack, Jack Absolute Flies yeah. Again. And I met up with her before before and after i think and she's just like she's like a slice of home especially when you meet her in london yeah it's like oh i feel just and she never she's one of these people that's never changed so much as a syllable of her accent yeah for being anywhere else for being amongst other people she's just always like you find her as she is herself and that's magical i love that so Big fan of Joanne McGuinness. Big fan. That's nice as well when you when people have gone off and done. Yeah, she's done so much. So like yeah, and been so many places, and then you go oh, but they're still they're still so still themselves. Yeah, yeah. Not like you. <laughs> no, changed. <laughs> uh, okay, how about Reuben Joseph? Oh, Mister Hamilton. Mister Hamilton. Oh. Uh, did, was that a lockdown episode? No, it was. It, it was, was a lockdown episode. He's never been here. Oh, okay. And it was pre-Hamilton, of course. So of course we never had that big no. moment. No. I want to get him back to talk about Hamilton. Of course I do. Yeah, we we must. We yeah. simply must. Um, I'm trying to remember back to that episode. I feel like he was doing a lot of music at the time. A lot of his own music. He was. That's right. And he did one of 
Don's Everett's uh, mixtapes as well, which was amazing. Yeah. I feel like they recorded it on the stage at the Kings. Yes, and I remember was that. Gorgeous. One of his songs. Fabulous. She did a whole thing with Dundee Rep. Yeah, was it her and jo- John? Her and John McLaren, yeah. Yeah. I played piano on the first one with Darren. And oh, it was yeah. You Matter to Me from Waitress. And Darren sang that? Darren and Don sang it. Oh, yeah, it was, I'm going to go really back nice. and find that. It was so I nice. didn't know that's what they sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. And it was like high, high lockdown, but we got yeah. into the NTS, like three of us, or four of us only, but we had to keep distance and we were masked and we were like, Darren was like spraying disinfectant on wow. stuff as he was going and like it was Gosh. really, really heavy lockdown. Mad. And we filmed the Talking Head stuff outside. Oh, yeah. And it was freezing, in a car park or something? Yeah, in the car park of the NTS. I can it was see freezing. It. Yeah. Um, on a different day, I think. Maybe much later when, when the edit was done. Right. And we were saying, well, it was magic doing this. And anyway, Ruben was involved with that process as well. But yeah. I saw him in Hamilton uh, when I was down in London. Not, well, in summer. Because I remember fucking oh, so yeah. hot. It was hot, sweltering in London that summer. Anyway. And was he fab? He was amazing. Good. He was amazing. It's mad seeing somebody. I mean, we get it all the time. But seeing somebody that you know doing something so amazing. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Yeah. You feel dead proud. Because I feel like there are certain roles where you go, well, I don't know, maybe that's just in my head, but you go, oh, that's kind of untouchable. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, that's like, way I, up there. Yeah, like, I'd love to do that, but it would never... And, like, just being realistic, not, like, dampening your dreams, but just mm-hmm. going, oh, I'd love to do that, but let's face it, I'll probably not. Well, neither of us is going to be Hamilton. Well. Right? Or Elfham. We might go to Hamilton. <laughs> More likely on the roundabout. I... I've been in Motherwell, it's close. Um... <laughs> But yeah, or like an alphabet or Aye. you know the leading waitress. They're just something. less like less likely. Yeah, I suppose. And, and you'd be you feel that they're kind of yeah otherworldly almost. And also, cause he's he's pretty young. Yeah, very young. Yeah, but also so ta- so talented. So yeah. I amazing. actually I've got so many friends that are like good pals with him, and I've never met him once. Oh, have you not? Never. I remember at the orphans press night, everyone was like, "Oh, you need like." we'll go and say hi to Ruben. I was like, yeah, I want to say hi. Like, I want to meet him. <laughs> and because uh, I'm a keen bean, I want to meet everyone. And uh, and it never happened. And then it was a few weeks later that they announced he was in, or maybe a few, I can't remember what the time was frame it, was, he, but it was I think close. he knew at that time. Yeah. But no one else did. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember him telling me we went to see Kay Tempest. Oh. Which was an amazing gig. Lovely. Try to get Kay Tempest on this podcast many times. No happening yet. You have. You, I think you were the main one that's been writing to them. Have I? <laughs> okay, well you were supposed to. <laughs> no, have it I? might have been it might have been Aaron. Someone might on my behalf before was my time to Kate Tempest back in the old days in the old office. No, it wasn't me. No. Anyway, I would love to I would love to talk to Kate Tempest one day. But anyway, that's that's another story. And it's over to you now, Cole, for another name. Over to me. We should have Wheel of Fortune music. Well we should have had like yeah, there was bingo balls or something. Maybe I could put that in. Here we go. Hannah Jarrett Scott. Oh, just stop. Hannah Jarrett Scott is is the most wonderful human. And so talented. Yeah, annoyingly brilliant. talented. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um I don't know that I could that I could remember anything particular about the episode. Um although I do remember her being here and I remember us working on an audition song, but I don't know if that was the same day we recorded. See, sometimes when people ask me to help them with an audition song. I'll say, aye, we do the podcast. So when they come round, I'm like, <laughs> grab them. Are we trade-offs? Aye. So I don't know if that was the same day, but we did have have fun working on a on a Oscar, what do you call it? Rogers and Hammerstein song. Oh, yeah. Um, but separate from that, my main memory of Hannah and the podcast is doing, um, what do you call it? The panto. Oh, yes. When we did Mother Goose. Of course. And she and Daisy Fletcher played the two bailiffs who were called Track and Trace. <laughs> <laughs> it was of its time. Of I'm not going to catch you on. But it was, what was it now? She was called Tracy and she was known as Trace. And Track what was, was... Track called? Tra- oh, something Rack or Track. Tra- oh, I don't know, but it was. we had it thought out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, but no one was here, of course. It was all over, you know, Zoom and down the line and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, what was the first... Panto podcast you did? That was Pinocchio. Pinocchio. With, with Fiona Wood. Fiona, Danny, uh, Tom Yuri, and myself, and I think maybe, I think that may be it actually. 
It was quite. Oh a... no, Don. Don was in it as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Every time I read Fiona's name or see her headshot somewhere, or like I met her a few months ago, and, and I told her, I says, every time I see you or hear of you, mm-hmm. I think she had that line in the panel. Oh, yeah, it's so right. random, and it was just like I think there was also a video going about Instagram. Yeah, we was did her... like an outtake or a. Yeah, I was feeding her lines. Aha. Uh-huh. And then this, she was like, oh. You must, it was the rules and for... Yeah, it was like, you must give yourself over to the audience <laughs> or something. But it was like so, like so cheesy and so like what, like what you think about, like what drama, like drama school teacher. and stuff. Yeah. So like, You must give yourself to the audience. <laughs> and it was, it was hysterical. It was the timing and... It was so everything. earnest, but it was also completely improvised. So yeah. It was like, she just went, right, I guess I'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, she's so funny. And we had a laugh doing that. So that was, that was pre-COVID. So we were all here. Yeah. We did it in a day. Well, we made it up, made up songs on the spot. You made it up, you'd never tell. No, absolutely not. Whereas the other one, me and Andy Fraser actually wrote a script. Yeah. And we had a call sheet and oh, wow. timings for people to come in and do their recording sessions. Makeup? Yeah, needless. <laughs> I had individual harmonies that I mixed. Like did people you? did their own harmonies at their own home studios. And you mixed it all? And then I brought it in and mixed it. So I've got, I can isolate them all and hear people doing like, you know, funny wee harmonies that we made up as we went along. That's crazy. It's mad. Mad yeah. to think. Uh, it's my turn, is it? Yep. <clears throat> oh, let's see. I'm going to go with... Darren Brownlee. Ah, oh, <laughs> I love Darren That's Brownlee. That's an easy one, right? That's an easy one. <laughs> and he's been on the show a few times as well. Yes, I think, I think twice, but I think the more recent one maybe was when we did, uh, we talked about the steamy his one man yeah. version of the steamy when he was at nursery yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember i'm sure he'd spoke in the podcast his neighbor at the time the flat he was in mm-hmm. the neighbor let the dog out into the elevator and sent the elevator downstairs to let the dog out for a pee That's and right. then the dog would bark and she'd press the lift to go back down uh-huh. and so she'd basically just use the lift as like a dumbwaiter for her dog that's right. Because you could hear it barking. He was like, that's just the dog next door barking to get back up the lift. So she would have to go in the lift, press, press down, zero, get out yeah. again. But she wasn't going down to get She's it. She's not going down. She's no. got things to do. She's uh-huh. got stuff on. <laughs> She's a busy woman. She's got... Oh. That's like the lady in the van. I'm a very busy woman. <laughs> I got called the lady in the van when I was uh, doing the stamping ground because I had my caravan on Mal- Malcolm's driveway. Of course. Because I couldn't put it anywhere. And they were like, oh, you're like Maggie Smith. And then I obviously <laughs> took that on. I'm a very busy woman. Possibly. Um, oh, Darren. Yeah, I think I think the second one was, uh, he talked about the steamy. And we actually, I think I then used some of those stories, like Louise's stories and Darren's got used in a kind of a comedy episode as yeah. well. Yeah, because there was a lot of crossover between yeah. Darren just because they know each other and they've got similar well they kind of came up together yeah then, but so did Louise and I like we went to yeah. Spotlight it was Spotlight at the time now it's Gamta or G Pro or something changed G again Pro. Yeah. he um he came back so he's obviously been at the Kings for a few years but mm-hmm. um on the last day of Panto at the Tron after the show they do like the techie Panto and uh, you, we could see like Jill's, Julie's um, Glinda dress at the side, co- like ready to come on. So we're all sitting in the audience, all front house, all the staff, all creatives, all the actors, everyone. Right. And uh, and all the tech are on stage doing this panel that they'd written. And, yeah, like, their version, yeah. It was fab. Love that. And then we could see uh, Julie's big um, pink dress co- like coming on at the side and we we're like, oh, who's this going to be? Is it going to be like somebody for sound or like one right. of the lighting guys? Or And then it was Darren came on stage. <laughs> And he was something like, they they asked me if I wanted to come back, and I says, of course I'll come back. Aww. And uh, it was so, and he did the full thing as Glinda. He was taking the mic right out of Jules though, but That's it was brilliant. it was so good. He's oh, he's, he's a amazing. fab. Yeah, he's great. He's the funniest guy. Yeah, I remember him in the in the little intro video to the mixtape that Don did. Yeah, you know when we were outside the NTS, uh-huh. and she says, you know, say something about being involved and how it's important and stuff like that. And he said, I've got to say, being involved with a mixtape like this, and he looked at the camera and went, it's a bit of an honour. <laughs> it's just so gallus. You know that, way. I can, he can see do him it with doing anything. it, yeah. But Darren can do that with a line that's not funny. Yeah. Like, he'll do that with just a line. Yeah, I've spoke I to, we've spoken about that before. Like, I'll, if I'm sitting watching a funny act, or an actor being funny, mm. I'll 
like they'll land the joke it'll be hilly or not even a joke they'll land a line yeah i'll get a huge laugh and then the show will continue but in my brain i'm going right okay how how did that look on a page probably nothing uh-huh. yeah, yeah how has he got to that point yeah from seeing that line written on a bit of paper i watched and, him do it with the the pace panto the online one mm-hmm. during lockdown he was doing lines that just were just lines just yeah. carrying on dialogue and he was doing something with every Getting one a of laugh them. every time and i'm going how did he do that but it's we're very similar in that respect the thing's going on and we're still back going hmm mm. thinking so about you that. want the laughs i want that that's how, fine how'd you do that darren <laughs> uh, i think it's your go my go um okay here we go this is going to be completely random francis mealy mccann oh interesting francis is doing so well she is i think that was a lockdown episode yeah she wasn't here um i've known francis since she was about five Really? We did a show together when she was a tiny, tiny wee tot. And I was a wee bit older, but not much. I was maybe f- five, seven years older than or something like that. Okay. We did a show called A Kiddie Chorus Line. And it was <laughs> a reworking of A Chorus Line. Um, Where was that? With Gamta. Okay. Spotlight. Stage School of Scotland. Whatever. It was at the Mitchell. And I played the director, the kind of, the Michael Douglas part. And uh, that meant that I had a clipboard. So I had the script. Oh. <laughs> I think my character would have a clipboard as director. <laughs> Clip the script right on there. And he's like, this guy, every part he plays has a clipboard. Weird. <laughs> um, or he's behind a piano. Yeah. Or reading a magazine. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Frances was one of the, she was like the, there's like a Hispanic character in a chorus line. Okay. Is it Morales or something? I don't know. A chorus I, I can't line. remember it that well. But I feel like she was the equivalent of that. Um, and she was the tiniest wee tot, yeah. you can just imagine. But anyway, um, she's in um, Bonnie and Clyde now in the West End. Yeah, Because they brought it back as a concert, didn't they? And then they... I think with Jeremy Jordan. Is he back? I don't think he's there now. No, but no, but she did the concert she, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... I'm trying to think what what the episode was. I know, I can't, I can't actually remember. Deepest, deepest lockdown. But she was actually, when she was in Aladdin at the Kings... With Jared Kelly. Oh yes, yeah, she did do did it, and then she did it one. again a few years ago. Ah, uh, did she? With my housemate Lee, he was right. Aladdin, and she was the princess. I think was it Princess Jasmine? I don't know if they changed the names. No, I think Jasmine is fairly Jasmine. constant. Surely. I think she's done a fair bit of that. That so was yeah. Who else? Karen Dunbar was in that first one. Yes, and So Shy was played by Nicola Roy. Nicola Roy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's a few photos going about and Gavin was in it. I see yes. every now and again, like on the anniversary of Kelly's death, Gavin puts up a couple yeah. of those photos. And I don't know. I mean, I never did panel with him and I, it's just one of my great kind of sadnesses in life. Yeah. That he's gone yeah. and that, you know, we'll never get I to I think I've him. still got a programme from that show. Have you? Yeah. I've, get, so I've just got a drawer full of programmes. Oh, I'd love to see that. I'll need to, yeah, I'll need to dig some, some interesting ones out. Do you know what I've got next door is a programme from Oliver when I was in it. No way, I'll need to see that. And I've just noticed it's in a clear plastic box and I'm going, what, what is that absolute vodka thing? And I remember now the back of the programme's always had an absolute vodka. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to dig it out after. See some, well, see if they're still kicking about. Because every now and again I'll see a name, you know, like somebody on telly or in a show that they're st- like from back then. Really? Mm. That you worked with? Yeah, like from the adult cast as well like yeah. people that are a fair age that are still working that show up in things Plugging away or that have got much bigger and done yeah you know what i mean it's mad yeah but francis yeah i knew her for, she was a quiet little kid was she yeah she was very kind of you know yeah quiet basically but like the voice was always there just like, yeah you just you tiny little figure yeah. and then this mad big voice would come out of it i saw her in heathers actually oh was she in heathers yeah mm, two years ago she was she was insane in that, yeah. She's just she's one of those impeccable kind of talents that she just works and works. Yeah. Like and she's got that kind of I don't think she leaves anything to chance. Yeah. I think she's one of those people. A kind of a, a work ethic that's very specific and yeah. clear. Which I love. People could learn a lot. People could. People like us. <laughs> people. Some people. Some shall people. remain nameless. <laughs> right, okay. It's your turn now. Let's see. Oh, it's quite nerve-wracking when you're about to get a name thrown at you. Yes. Um. Okay. Oh, I'm going to give you an easy one. Neil oh. Packham. Oh, Neil. 
Neil Packham, he's like, he's my theatre dad. He is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Love Neil. I had never met him until that point. Yeah. Or, or like I had, you know, ones I'm not knowing that yeah. I met. But he's got so many interesting stories and he, yeah. just because he's been at the sets for years and, yeah. and then even before that when he was there, like he was an actor first for a few years and uh, he actually was in an episode of The Bill and I, we always take the mic out of him because <laughs> he's in a courtroom scene and uh, it's just like he's got really random lines like he was wearing a green coat you could have seen him from anywhere and like all these random <laughs> it was so good though but it was just funny because you're like oh it's just Neil and he is yeah, yeah, in the yeah. bill um same voice same. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah he's fab and yeah just he's worked at the sets for so long so he's he's sort of in with the bricks or in with, well, oh, with yeah. the old bricks well they're gone yeah but he's still there old bricks are gone but Neil's still <laughs> he's in <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for someone, because a lot of the people that I speak to, even older people, like they've trained elsewhere, they've gone, they've come from different places, they've moved away. Yeah. Neil has a kind of an overview of of a Scottish scene. Yeah. Going way back. Yeah. And it's really very consistent. And there's names that you go, first of all, there's loads of names that you just don't know because they're gone now or they're dead or they're they're away elsewhere or they don't work in the business anymore. But like, some of the people that you that are still going around that Neil can talk about doing their very earliest yeah. stuff. It's amazing. And then even people like I was in the pub with him a few weeks ago and um Malcolm came in. Uh, you knew Malcolm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, so I'd said hello and he was like, Oh, Malcolm, hello. Can I go? Malcolm get you? did the internship at the sets. That'll be it. That's why. That'll be it. That'll be it, you know. That will happen. Um Go on then. Here we go. Michelle Gallagher. Oh, Michelle, I saw her just the other day. Oh. Uh, lockdown, I think. Yes, I'm sure of it. And it's funny because I hear her voice all the time. She does yeah. loads of voiceover work. And it just brings me back to that. She's got such a great voice. She does, yeah. Um, and an amazing story. I remember going through that. Sometimes you get an episode where you, you don't know a lot of the story, that the person, like the person's background and stuff. And then it's nothing like what you imagined it would be. Like often it's, it's yeah. you know, it's similar to what we've heard, like growing up, putting on shows in the house, et cetera, et cetera. But she had done so many other things um, and being on the radio and just all this, this journey of her professional life was really amazing to me and it was unexpected. Um, but she's another one who's got a great kind of uh, vibrancy about her. Yeah. That's really palpable. Like yeah, when you see her, when you hear her voice, you just know she's got this she's kind of there. drive, and she's, she's really present. Yeah, love that about her. And she's kind of, I suppose there's, there are various. I'm, I won't say cliques because it's not the word I mean, but there are various like groups or kind of, um, enclaves or whatever of people in her business. And I suppose she kind of fits into the the Johnny McKnight. Yeah, you know, kind of Dad and Louise. Yeah, like she's yeah. from that, and they come up at the same time. And I think yeah. she did the, I can't remember what it's called that that. It was like a city council drama. Oh, the drama thing. group. Yeah, I know and it what was you at mean. that that building across from the Marriott. Yeah, but it was like Scottish drama youth, or yeah. something, you know. What I mean, whatever. She was in that with some other people that that's unexpected. But yeah, I, those are the things you don't know until you do these yeah. interviews, yeah. and you go and you start to connect the dots. Yeah, another person who was good at connecting the dots like that. This is me jumping to another person, but Peter Kelly. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. the quality of that episode was not what I wanted because we had some problems with the, the connection but he's kept notes of every show that he's been in and what he had to do in every show since the beginning of his career and he's about 82 Wow! and he had the notes with him when we did the interview and he referred to it he said yes that was 1976 no and I worked with such and such and Stanley Baxter was there <gasps> and I had to cover for him one day it was on the 17th of May he's got it all wow. written down and it's amazing just that kind of talking about joining the dots like he knows exactly yeah you know he's got the whole history he's, he's writing his own autobiography he's on the second part of it really yeah wow. amazing, an amazing guy unbelievable I saw him in um, what's the name of that Beckett play where the two old folk are in the bin oh Endgame um, Endgame anyone who's not involved in theatre would just be like what is <laughs> those two old folk in the bin ah, that's like glad we should play that <laughs> Endgame yeah he was in Endgame and he and Barbara Rafferty played the two oh yes. Nagin Nell 
I remember that Do you? because after the show, I was uh, I saw my pal Hannah, uh, who was Elaine's daughter and Elaine's best pals with Babs. Of course, Babs. And uh, Barbara Rafferty was like, "Can I get you a drink?" And I think I was like sixteen, seventeen at the time. <laughs> you couldn't believe and it. And I was so I was like, "Oh my gosh, That's Barbara Rafferty! She's just offered me a drink at the Sits Bar. My my life has changed. It can't get any better than this. I know. I was really taken by it, and I've always remembered that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was. I remember seeing. I think I saw Peter walking down the street and he like dresses like a classic actor. <laughs> right. Overcoat, trilby, you know. Yeah. And I saw him and I was like, I know that guy. Uh, and I realised it was, the, I saw the poster for Endgame outside the sets and I realised it was the first day of rehearsals. Ah. And he was walking by and I was going. I didn't realise that was him in the other bin. <laughs> it was him in the other bin now. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake about it. That was him in the other bin. Uh, right, well, over to you now, Cole. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go way back, and I'm going to say to you, Blythe Duff, oh. episode one. <laughs> oh wow, that's really going back. We have to mention episode one, I think, in any retrospective. We should. We're doing it. Um, I'm trying to remember the episode though. I feel like I have listened to that a few times though, only because it is episode one. Yeah. Um, the content of it, Brian. <laughs> well, I tell you, I remember one actually. Okay. Um, the thing that always sticks with me is when Blythe said, "We're worth more than the price of a pizza." Yeah. I think that was the quote, and it was we got into this conversation about the price of theatre tickets, and the economy of the whole thing, and she was saying, "Look, a theatre ticket costs less than a pizza now. How is that? That doesn't make sense." Yeah. Think of all the work and all of us there, and we've all worked for weeks and months, and you know the whole team and all that. She said, look, we're worth more than the price of a pizza. And that's what I, I love about Blythe is like she's she's got really clear ideas about what she believes yeah. is going on yeah. in the industry. And, you know, she's got, well, clear opinions and she's got no fear about uh, saying them. Yeah. And she really values, like she sees the value in the work of actors and creative people. She doesn't shy away from that value. I love that. And sometimes it takes someone who's been around for a while to stand up for those things yeah you know um and to yeah to feel like they can do that and and they can speak out about it and yeah because some uh, younger actors who are maybe new they're they're a bit more scared to say anything or well, you think you'll never work line. again yeah this is the thing and when i started this podcast 2018 nearly six years ago you know i was no no sorry yeah that's right well five and a half yeah five and a bit um 2018 that was 2017 yeah, I've got the years wrong here. It was 2017. Oh. Yeah, which is nearly six years. I'm going to change that on my spreadsheet. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, um, you know, I was pretty young then. Yeah. And to, you know, to get, even to get Blythe to come and sit and do the episode for me felt like a big, a bit of a coup, you know. And then to hang out with actors who've done, who've got way more experience than me. That was one of the big privileges of doing it. In the yeah. early days, it was like... I get to sit and pick the brains of... and Yeah, and soak it up. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like I was just creating a free masterclass series for myself. <laughs> it's a lot of effort to go to, but I was like, this is great. But and it's I just worked. And, yeah, and it works a treat. There's there's people that I didn't get, you know, and that, that died before I could get to them, and yeah. that's going to keep happening, I think. Unless I work faster. Unless you work fast, oldest first. Yeah, oldest first. No young people allowed. <laughs> It would be a strange podcast. <laughs> the, the old actors podcast. <laughs> Young actors just need to wait years. Until yeah. you're old. Yeah. If you feel like you're nearly on the way out, come on down. Give us a call. <laughs> come on down. <laughs> uh, right, your turn. Go on then. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you Leah Byrne. Oh, Leah Byrne's amazing. She's doing so well. Yeah. It's great to see her doing really well. She's very funny. Uh she calls you friend. Hi, friend. Yes, yeah, she Do you does. That? Yeah. Um, let me think about the episode. I don't know, actually. I just remember having a great time. There's some of those ones where I don't remember, I couldn't give you a quote, but I could give you a feeling. Yeah. And I remember Leah coming around and it being like high octane, mm -hmm. like a lot of laughter and just quite joyous. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I saw her in... Um, Scent of Roses, Zinni Harris's play at the oh, Lyceum, which I loved. And um, people had very different opinions about that play. Mm -hmm. But I was one of the people, I just really thought it was fab. And I thought Leah was great in it. Um, and I started to notice that she was doing really, like, solid work. Yeah. And now she's doing Moonset, or I guess that's just finished. It's ju just finished just yesterday. Finished, yeah. So, like, 
I'm just noticing that she's doing yeah. really well. She has such a force, like she's got such yeah. a presence when you watch her, and she's just so engaged. She's very watchable. And, yeah, that's a thing, a quality that we don't talk much about anymore. Uh-huh. That kind of like used to be called star quality, but like someone that you kind of take your eyes off, yeah. even if they're not the main focus yeah. of the scene. If they're not the most important person, you're still like, oh, what are they doing? Because they're always doing something. They're yeah. always active, and I think it's one of the things I actually said to um, one of the young people that I was doing panto with. I, was, I can't remember why I said it. I think it just I just felt it one day that I wanted to mention it to her. I said, tell you what's good about you, what you do on stage. I said, no matter when I look at you, you're always awake, you're always alive. And it's that's not true good. of I mean, yeah. it's not true of all young and people. And especially in panto, that's yeah. fab because you're doing that I mean, twice, three times a day. Yeah, and this kid was like, no matter how little involvement she had in a particular bit, if I would turn, I knew if I turned to her, I could do something. I could get a wee yeah. reaction. I could keep them engaged in the scene. You would look around and half of them were asleep. <laughs> one of them was fall, falling over. Some but it's good to have... <laughs> <laughs> this one was always there. It's good to have somebody like that that you can rely on, that you, you go, can I give a wee eye. Her. Yeah. Yeah. If I give you a wee reaction or a wee look or a wee eyebrow raise of a... She'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, she always was. And it'd be like a scene where she, you know, was just kind of in the background. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, isn't that amazing? Then I would turn and I'd go, she'll join me. Yeah. It's great. That's the thing that, like, you look at that and you think, okay, well, I think that gives you a chance Mm -hmm. that you might still be at this in a few years if you want to be. And I suppose Leah's probably one of those. Oh, definitely. Huge energy. And it's always kind of there. Liveness. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Love this conversation. I'm going to go a bit more recent now. Oh, let's go in the middle. Oh, Isabel Joss. Oh, she's fab. Yes. I don't. I can't remember much about the episode, but she auditioned me for RCS years ago. Did she? Yeah. Oh. And then, um, and then she was in Faithful Ruslan in the sets. I don't know that. I'm sure all. she was in that. Uh, and I, I think because she'd like, I, I, again, I'd have been like fifth, like sixteen or whatever, auditioning at the academy, the academy, listening, oh, yeah. the academy. Uh, and because like she was a, she was a working actor, and she'd come into audition as, mm-hmm. I was quite taken by her. I was like, oh gosh, this is like, she, this is a real life actor, a real actor. So kind of from then, I, I sort of followed her career, and she's done so much. Yeah. I actually remember looking up her CV after I left the audition because she was just, again, she was just so engaging and so present and so interested in you. Yeah. And it wasn't like a false pretense, like, oh, I'm auditioning you, I have to. She was genuinely, it felt like she was interested in what you, in what you had to She is like say. that though as a person, that kind of like, Good. the yeah. kind of person that when she asks you a question, she really hears the answer. Yeah, she's listening. I love that. And, uh, yeah, so I looked her up and her CV was insane. She'd is done, it really? Yeah, she's done a lot of telly, done, hasn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's done a few taggarts. Ah, uh, taggarts. Who has now? Who me. was it that told me the story of doing their first taggart and standing and they played a shopkeeper or something? I think I might have told this on the podcast before. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> standing in the shop set and Blythe and maybe Alec Norton and John Meekie, I think, are standing in front of them and this person's like, in their head going don't don't say it there's nothing they haven't heard don't, you've got no power just be quiet wait for the tape and then they go look at them and go tagger eh <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like Blythe goes yeah 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 like, that's what, that's, yes, what this is. that's what it is. Did they not used to be a thing in Glasgow? And you can't you can't really use it now. But if someone if there was a production crew or company out filming something in the street. And people would pass by going, oh, what are you filming? What are mm-hmm. you doing? People would just go, Taggart. Oh, right, and yeah, that standard. would suffice them, yeah, and they'd just jog on. Like, Who oh, was it? Cool. <laughs> was it something that was on this show? What are you filming? Taggart. And then the woman goes, oh, is it a repeat? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's gold. Was that on here? Huh? I mean, it was very recent I heard this. Or was it like a Q&A at a theatre? Or, oh, God, that's, see, this is it. I don't know. Wow. Is it a repeat? Is it a re- are you filming a repeat? <laughs> How do you even answer Some that? Some people's brains. It's great, isn't it? Some of the power you get. Wow. Um, Ray Bradshaw. Oh, Ray. What a talent. Yes. Uh, Ray. That wasn't that long ago, actually. I remember no. it quite well. He lives near here, I think. Um, I like interviewing comedians, but I have to watch that I don't try and be funny. Because <laughs> when I try and be it's funny, it's so difficult. Oh, listen. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't know, like, when I say comedians, I mean, like, stand-up comics uh-huh. are are quite different on stage to off 
where I like kind of humour patter all the time. Always on. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying Ray wasn't, but I'm just, I, I, I'm aware of, sometimes it's cool to get, sit down and talk to a stand-up comic and actually just get into the nitty-gritty of it. Yeah, how their um, brain works. Yeah, and, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And he's had a really unique journey because he grew up with both parents being deaf, so he's bilingual, BSL and English, and spoke BSL in the house and has done comedy tours, you know, with BSL and English all the way through. the show, yeah. Yeah, and he does both. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of groundbreaking stuff. So for me, Ray is, I mean, he's a great comic and a very down-to-earth funny guy, but also I love these stories that are kind of, there's a a little bit of difference or there's an, an inspirational element to it. Yeah. It was like when we spoke to Amy Quinn a couple of weeks ago she's a great human but also like this story of triumph over adversity I suppose you could call it it's just amazing to me and it shows I think not only that that's possible and the human element is nice but for me the kind of in the arts the element of like when there's already so much against you it's hard enough as it is yeah but when you see that not only can you overcome things but also no matter what your circumstances there might just be a corner of this business that's just for you yeah or you may well be able to carve out a wee bit like there wasn't a circuit of people doing bsl in stand-up it's not that ray went and joined the circuit yeah he carved out his own version and then he's doing like supporting um john bishop john bishop i mean amazing work yeah touring the world and amy's the same it's like she wrote a play for the david mclennan uh, fellowship didn't win but finished the play and then now it's like talking about it and trying yeah, to get people to I've read got it. This great play. Then. I've done it and it's yeah. here. And I'm seeing people retweeting it and talking about yeah. it and stuff. And I've actually seen other people also doing a similar thing and sort of crediting Amy for like for doing that and being Trailblazing. like, oh, I saw yeah, I saw Brilliant. someone doing this, and I just want to say I've also got a play. Not, but it didn't. It didn't look like a bandwagon thing. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is fab. Like uh, so many people have got all these great plays or or projects sitting. Yeah. It's and, so cool. Yeah. So people like that for me, it's great to talk to them on the podcast as well because it means other people hear that it's there's not like this standard route uh-huh. that we go on, you know, and you have to do it this way and then this happens and this happens and then you're successful. It's yeah, just it's... not the way. We, we just keep plugging away and we find our own kind of... Your own path. Aye. So those are those inspirational episodes are really important to me. Yeah. Um, I think we've got time for a couple more. Oh, let's see. That went all very radio there. I I think we've got time for a couple more. (laughs) Coming up next, uh, uh, let's see. Leslie Hart. Oh, Leslie Hart. Uh, She's, yeah, she's fab. She's got such an interesting story because did she start start out as an actor? I think she did. Then she went, she was in the story department of River City for a long time. And then, because I remember when she started acting in River City. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it was like in the papers and stuff of, oh, Leslie Hart, she was, you know, from the script room or from the writing room yeah, yeah. to in front of the camera. And uh, and at the time I was like, is, is, this, is this person just like stood up for their desk and gone, I'm going to be in front of the camera. <laughs> and then... Outrage. <laughs> People have trained for years and this woman <laughs> has just thrown her pen down. <laughs> No, and then I learned that obviously she'd been... Which, by the way, if you want to do that, fire away. Fire away. But my thought at the time was just as so many people already doing it. But yeah, of course, she, she was, was not... Yeah, she's time, been yeah. an actor for ages. You work yeah. with Leslie and she'll be like, oh yeah, I once did this play and she'll tell you some story that you've never heard before. Yeah. You know when you hang about with people like, I've got a handful of them basically and you've probably heard about most of the jobs so, I've done. Yeah. There's not like a day where you go, what, you did what? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've heard them. <laughs> and people that listen to the show have heard them, but Leslie will be like, yeah, in 1996 I did a, a play with such and such and you'll be like, did what? you? Yeah. yeah. And it was in Bristol and it was blah, blah, blah and she'll just hit out with some mad story. Yeah. Like, okay, I never knew that. Do you know, as you're saying this, I think I can see an old clip in my in my brain of her rehearsing an Orimore panto, maybe. Oh, right. Or maybe it wasn't a panto. In fact, I think it was very much not a panto. In, I think it was in David's living room mm. for a play pie a pint. Oh, I don't, I can see it in my brain. There was a big piano in the room, and she's she was doing some really dramatic. Maybe I'm making this up. I Sounds know. Great. I think no. I think there's definitely a clip of her rehearsing some really dramatic. Was it? Maybe they did a documentary of or of a. Uh, there was yeah, and there was a flat. There was another flat that that I think Aura Moore rented, 
or that maybe it was rented that. or something where people would stay if they were coming from outside Glasgow. Oh wow, that would be the digs, but also they'd rehearse in the living That's room. Fun, yeah, it was mad. We used to rehearse in, in another flat that that Sandy, the general manager, lived in on Bellhaven Terrace. She wow. lived in two rooms, and then the other two rooms were rehearsal rehearsal room in this flat. It was not That's so like bohemian, and she'd come in from her work. How's it going? I all right. <laughs> Just standing in the kitchen <laughs> having a fag, making a, making a cup of tea. All right. Wow. How's the play? What a life. They know how it is. <laughs> it was very odd. I mean, one of the rooms was really not big enough. Oh, really? One was like the front room with a bay window, but there was a side room that was should have been a bedroom, and it really wasn't. We were a cast of five. Oh, wow. And we had and instruments that... and all that. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> you had to move in the second week, you moved to the, the wee room or the big room or something. Oh, of course. And they would shift, you know. For the, then you'd for be the like, next one. You know, hanging about in the corridor, like Kevin Lennon or something. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> just in someone's flat that's so random yeah. but so i kind of love it okay it was the good old days wasn't it yeah oh we, we rehearsed in the, the loft place in the sits which was good oh in that the wardrobe room ah uh, is it wardrobe now uh, uh what was that called the i think it was called the it was called something like the costume cupboard it oh, was, was it? i think right. it was maybe an old costume ah, cupboard okay and because i can we because when I was in the young company, we used to get stuck in it loads <laughs> and just any uh, old space you can find, any old space, any cupboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That? It's funny to think back, like now, because now it's all a bit much more professional than it used to be. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? but it's still got it had so much charm. Yeah, you know, and it's for me with these things, it's always how much we how much can we move forward and progress without losing that homespun charm that makes it what it is yeah that's definitely the thing with ppp how can we bring that into the new yes sort of so people are still being looked after and yeah things are going properly and being done properly yeah but we don't lose that spirit yeah the spirit of david mclennan basically yeah we never want to lose that i had a similar thing uh like with the sets i was in the young company there for about six years mm. so i was in the the sets building for about three or four years mm-hmm. and uh and now looking back like i'm so glad that i got to sort of experience the old sets totally. and now i've got this fear i think like a lot of people that it's going to be just too clinical or yeah i mean i'm sure it'll be great whatever it is but just like you're saying like you'd walk into the green room and there was a brick holding up one of the couches like one of the yeah. legs and i was like that's so I, I mean it's a working couch but there's a brick as a leg holding up this couch but it was so you loved it because you were like oh it's so it's it just grim but cozy uh-huh. and but so characterful and yeah yeah and i remember can... doing the uh there was a memorial concert for david mclennan that took place in the sits it was like a sunday night one-off thing right and it was on the set of kill johnny glenn denning okay the the dc jackson play and the set for the second act or something was a was supposed to be the living room of a tenement flat so in that we had set up the band and everything so it was like we were all in a living room but people just came on and someone would tell a story about mclennan and then someone would come on and sing a song from a show they did 20 years ago and it was like all these names yeah you know what i mean everybody was there and because it was there were so many people we were only each of us was only on for a wee tiny bit yeah so there's lots of waiting around and unless there was like the end of the act was a company number the end of the first act but the rest of it was just waiting until it was your bit yeah so we all sat in that green room and it was packed okay. i'm sitting like you know telling stories with tony roper and all that and oh, like, wow. i've died and gone to heaven that yeah. was just after it was a segment from the first ever or more that i did okay that was in it that's why you were there yeah and mclennan had directed it so like it's pretty special but that was my one of my first jobs so yeah. i didn't know Andy, and i was like sitting telling tony roper stories like and he was like, oh, good. Oh, i was loving it man just, just soaking <laughs> it all up yeah, yeah. So that was the old sets, a lot of yeah. charm. Yeah. So yeah, I hope, I hope, I mean, it can't be any worse than Skills Academy, can it? <laughs> Skills. That's going as well. Good. <laughs> Hell of a place that. Hellish. Hell of a carry on. Oh, listen. <laughs> well, look, I think that that rounds us up quite well, doesn't it? 300 That's episodes, mate. 300. Long may it continue. That's, I mean, well done. Oh, 300. thanks. 300. Oh, and with a new theme tune and everything. We've got a new theme tune. Exciting. Oh, and hopefully a new logo at some point soon. Yeah, we've not quite finalised that, it's but it's coming. Finalized. It's coming. It might. It, by the time this goes out, it might. be We might have it, and if not, it'll be next week. If not, magical. Or we might save it for like three hundred and one, because three hundred feels like a transitional period. Three hundred one is when we start the new. Maybe I don't oh, know. That's a good idea. The new era. The new era. Okay. Well, thanks for co-hosting. 
Thanks. Thanks for having me, co-host. See you later. <laughs> See you now. Cheerio now. <laughs>